Hey guys, G-Man here. Just wanted to give a little introduction to the very first episode of The Bullpen Cart, our new baseball podcast for the Thunder Blog. If you are new to the Thunder Blog, please go check out the website, thunderblogsports.com, for all of our great content over there. I wrote a post earlier today about the first game of the World's World Baseball Classic. Talk about a little bit on the podcast here, but definitely go check that out. Going to put up a follow-up post with this to talk about the AL East, which is what we're about to preview, me and Greg, the Prophet Piatelli. Just want to let you know, if you do want to follow more content, please go follow us on Twitter at ThunderBLG. Go like us on Facebook and Instagram, Thunderblog Sports, the username's there. And this should be up on SoundCloud, hopefully get it up on iTunes shortly. But please, yeah, if you want to help us out, we do have five more divisions after this one to go in terms of previewing. So if you do have any interest in helping me out, I would be greatly appreciated. And just leave a like, a comment, and please subscribe and enjoy episode one of the Bullpen Cart. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Thunderblog's first baseball podcast, the Bullpen Cart. I am... The G-Man, of course, and with me, you may remember him, long-time supporter of the blog, called the 2013 World Series to a T, Greg the Prophet Piatelli. Greg, how are you? Fantastic. Yeah, it's a great day whenever I can uh, support the Thunder blog. And all of, our, all of our wacky adventures that we go through. But Greg's here. I just want to say, I just want to say that... Uh, I don't know how to predict things right, but when I do, I'm I'm 100% right. Yeah, I mean, you know, that seems the math's pretty sound there, so I, I, I you know, I I believe it, and that's why you're on today. Oh, <laughs> but, I'm just, oh. I was expecting a little more of a hype intro, but uh, I'll take it. Yeah, you want me to just be the huge, huge hype man? Yo, yo, yo. Anyway, so Greg's here. Greg, of course. From Boston, Massachusetts, or from that area, lives up there. Big Red Sox fan. He called their 2013 World Series pretty much game by game. He said they'd split it. Red Sox would drop one in St. Louis and then clinch it in, or two, one of two in St. Louis, and then win it, win game six in Boston. First Fenway win since ever? Did they ever win the World Series in Fenway? Before that? I can't, I can't speak about the 1900s, but 2013 was the first one. Yeah. Yes, the other two they won on the road. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So we're do so we're doing AL East preview. Um, the first six episodes of the of the bullpen card are going to be division previews for the upcoming 2017 season. And uh, yeah, before we do that, start off little World Baseball Classic update. We wrote a post about it earlier today. But Israel, last team in, first team with the win in the first game, but still 41st in the world. Only team of the 16 that isn't ranked within the top 20. Greg, what were your thoughts when you saw this? So let me let me flip this on you. Let me let me interview you about this because you have way more knowledge about the World Baseball Classic than I do. Okay. So is this like the World Cup where there's like qualifying and you get in, or is this like just whoever can fill the team? Is it? A- yeah, so that, it used to be that way. Whoever could put a baseball team together got to play, and you know all that good stuff. Then, starting with last times in 2013, they had a qualifier where basically the if you came in third or better in your group, 
starting the 2009 tournament, you automatically qualified. So the 12 teams automatically qualified for 2013. And that same thing in 2013's tournament, 12 teams automatically qualified for this year. Uh, Israel was not one of them. This is their first World, World Baseball Classic. Same with Colombia. Um, Australia is in, has been in all four World Baseball Classics, but has had to qualify twice, which is interesting. But it's like the World Cup with a whole series of it. I believe Israel beat the United Kingdom to make it into the tournament. So all of the UK. Yeah, I think all of the UK. Maybe you know, maybe not maybe not uh Northern Ireland. Maybe they had a little split like they do in the world like they do in the uh, the Olympics. If you remember that from Roy McElroy, but you know, I don't know. I haven't really done that deep of research. But it yeah, I mean group A and group B both, you know, the more eastern countries plus Israel, and I believe Cuba is in Group B. Um, but mainly you got China, Chinese Taipei, or Taiwan, uh, Japan, South Korea, who Israel beat. Um, and, and I believe Group A is, is going to be pretty pretty straightforward. You got the Netherlands in there as well, which is pretty loaded team. You got your boy Xander Bogarts on that, on that squad, along with a few other guys, D.D. Gregorius, the Yankees, who you may or may not be uh, positive on. But it's interesting. You could probably see Chinese Taipei and, and the Netherlands take it like they did two year, or four years ago, top two, um, especially the South Korea, losing the today. I, the only thing I'll say about the Netherlands is the only thing I'm upset about is that they, they – I guess it's more – they put Xander at third. Yeah. But I guess it's better because they think he's a better fielder. Because they put the better fielder in there, right? Isn't that what happened with A-Rod Jeter? Or am I just making that up? You might be making that up. I don't really remember the whole <laughs> A-Rod. I just, I just want Xander uh, to be the better uh, fielder, if you will. Yeah, then. Uh, so, so my knowledge is pretty much uh, based off of Old League World Series, which I'm a huge fan of. Oh, who isn't? Uh, <laughs> so, basically, uh, being Japan is always a huge deal. Yeah. Um, Two-time champion. Yeah, in fact, yeah, in fact, they always win the World Series too. Yeah. In fact, the original question about Israel and a huge shocker is like the Netherlands coming out of nowhere the first year. Yeah. Um, but I guess the thing that people don't realize, and I didn't realize, that the Netherlands includes like a ton of islands in the Caribbean. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the the kingdom of the Netherlands. So Curacao and um, I forget the other one. Oh, um, Aruba are both yeah, included in there, and that's where. That's where yeah, that's where they're all from. So that's yeah, that's basically how they get to how they get a lot of them in. But there's also a lot of other different ways of being able to, to be eligible to play for a specific country. For instance, Israel is made up of a lot of Americans, but all the different eligibility rules. If your parents are from there, if you're eligible to hold a passport in that country, you can play. So then I guess the next question would be, how is Giancarlo Stanton? formerly Mike Stanton, yeah. <laughs> I believe I haven't really looked into it, but I believe he must qualify for one of them. Even if he's a resident alien, he might be able to. Is he a full-time citizen? I'm not sure. If he is, that's how he's on the team. But I mean, thank God we have him. We have him, Christian Yelich. This might be one of the better U.S. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like A-Rod a couple years ago. Everyone was like, "Oh, what team's he gonna play for?" And yeah. Like, I remember everyone was pissed. They're all the where's he from? Like uh, Puerto Rico, I think it was. Yeah. They're all upset because he didn't play on their team. Yeah. Um, the red pants. Remember those Puerto Rican Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so 
guys in the next question would be Team USA. Um, obviously, lack of pitching, I guess, quality pitching. Yeah. No one wants their aces pitching for them, and Syndergaard coming out and saying, you don't win World Series, pitching the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. But, hashtag, Mets will never win. But, oh, thank uh, God. <laughs> I guess the big thing is, is uh, you know, are they going to run it? Like, as I remember a couple years ago, they, they ran it like a spring training game where they the starters were out after like six innings and they put in all the scrubs and yeah yeah I remember they were, the US like lost to Canada two to one because all their superstars got like one at bat it's something like that I know more I believe two four years ago I keep saying two four years ago I know they gave more abs to the starters you know David Wright infamously becoming Captain America in that tournament but with the pitching. And it actually happened today. They, they really try to limit it. They do have, similarly to the Little League World Series, they have uh, innings limits and pitch lim- pitch counts. So Jason Marquis only pitched three innings for the Israelis today, left with, I think he only had like two hits, no runs. Israel won 2-1 in extra innings. How many, um, that's pretty sick, was yeah. a walk-off or no, they were the visitors? Yeah, they were the visitors. How many, how many major leaguers do they have? On Israel? Only a few. They don't really have a ton. They have Marquis. Um, I forget who. Um, no, it's okay. Just yeah. Um, that's pretty good. So, you know, I was really excited when the World Baseball Classic first came out, and I was super into it, super loved the idea, obviously, being a uh, Little League World Series fan and yeah. fan of tournaments in general and you know, the world thing. And obviously, like every other American kid, I was, like, expecting the first time around the U.S. to roll people. And yeah, right. I read, how old were you, like? 15, something like that. It was 06. Just being, just being naive and not knowing how uh, good the rest of the world is. <laughs> how much better the rest of the world is than the U.S. of baseball, despite yeah. being our national pastime. Right. Because, like, you know, I'm a big hockey guy, and you look at hockey, and Canada is the best. You yeah. Know, it's, like, hard to beat. Because the Canadian, the people who don't make the Canadian national team for, like, the Olympics compete. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like the guys who didn't get picked. Well, there's all there's been the stories. Like every there's always some flyer that doesn't make the Canadian Olympic hockey team. Most recently, Giroux, and it's always the Philadelphia media question. Like, oh, is he pissed? Oh, he's gotta 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 make up for it. Oh, you can tell he really was trying to score there for it. But the back to the USA <laughs> thing. Like Sagan, like Sagan was on the team. And yeah, he's one of the superstars. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, anyways, back to um, baseball. So, yeah, so I'm a, big fan, I'm a big fan of, yeah, this idea of the World Baseball Classic and this and that. I guess my final question about this, um, for me, is, well, two final questions. The first question would be, um, where do you stand on, you know, before the season versus end of the season? Yeah. Uh, I would think, I mean, end of the season... Could work in lieu of like fall ball and stuff like that. Not not you yeah, you don't see a ton of superstars playing fall ball. So it could work out at the same time, you know, if you saw somebody like Chris Bryant or eventually when he finally signed with the Yankees, Bryce Harper, who just, you know, played a postseason and they just want some time away from it. You can understand that. It might be a better product. I mean, we're gonna see this quickly on hockey. You're gonna see it with the World Cup of hockey too, if they keep doing it. Um, but you're you're no matter no matter what you're gonna run into the same problem of either somebody does, just is just tired they want their break to themselves or they don't want to hurt themselves for what they're getting paid for. 
And I mean, I like it in the beginning of the season. It's a good way to like get us excited for, for baseball. And I think, I mean, obviously this is the fourth time. So we have had that every single time, but I think you probably are more likely to see more people play now than you would at the end of the season, especially with like how quickly it goes into like winter meetings and stuff like that and, and all that sort of stuff. I feel like this one's a lot more hype than the last couple. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know what it was the last couple. And how do you feel about like the MLB Network playing the game mostly on the MLB Network? Like, no, it's all on MLB Network. Yeah. Saying, who has MLB Network to watch? Yeah, exactly. It's why I can't watch Lehigh on Wednesday. They're on CBS Sportsnet. Who the fuck is ESPN or <laughs> CBS Sportsnet? We're about to go to the tournament. At least on ESPN, you can like watch yeah. online. Exactly. Easy to watch ESPN three. Yeah. I like that. Brady. 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 Um, <laughs> but the point, I mean, yeah, so anyways, completely different changing years. How realistic is the U.S., are the U.S. chances of uh, getting out of the second round, which they couldn't do last, yeah. the last time around? That's what I was going to ask you is, because you see, I mean, they're going to get out of the first round. It's Columbia, who's never played. Then Canada, who's half minor leaguers, half major leaguers. The U.S., which this is by far one of the best U.S. teams out there. Then you have the Dominican Republic, which is just unreally, unreal good. They might repeat. I think they will. Um, but then you're absolutely right. The second round, you're going to see whoever comes out of that three-way tie. Italy's not going to make it. I think they go 0-3 in, in the first round. But then it, there's Venezuela, there's Mexico, and there's Puerto Rico. And originally I thought it was going to be Puerto Rico and Venezuela getting out of there, but Mexico's pretty good. But I think Venezuela is clearly far and away the better team. And it's tough because Venezuelans are pretty pretty loaded. It's tough to yeah. say that they, the U.S. can get by them. It's tough to say they can even get by the Dominican Republic in either round. Yeah, and it's tough. The, the thing is, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's nine guys, you know, nine guys at a time hitting blah, blah, blah. But, like, I feel like a team like Dominican Republic, it's almost like they have too much talent. Yeah. Know? Like, there's, which I guess you can't really have, but at the same time, like, if you're bringing an all-star sitting on the bench all the time. Yeah, I put that on the blog today. Right. Yeah, and that's where I got it from. But I think, um... <laughs> shout out to, shout out to the blog. I'm not going to credit, uh, I'm not going to credit my source on that one. But <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, I think a big thing, too, is, you know, the first time around with the USA, there were so many superstars that, like, they tried to get them all in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than letting the guy get into his rhythm, rather than the guy get to his hits and his ABs, they tried to get all the superstars in. They tried to get them all play, you know. And like I remember, they rotate catchers like through nine innings. Yeah. So, you know, that just ruins the psyche of the game, anyways. Yeah, it's not the um, Cubs. Yeah. No personal catchers here. I mean, I think I think I think USA will. I obviously I'm rooting for them to go out of the second round. Yeah. Um, I think they I think they will get past the second round. Um, but I really it really comes down to because if, yeah. if Jim Leland, who's 100 years old and you know, mismanaged every secret Tiger team with a ton of talent, you know, if, if he's going to mismanage all the pitching and, and mismanage you know, how they use their top guys coming, coming into the second, third rounds. Are you hot-taking why Justin Verlander has been shaky the last couple of years? Jim Le- hashtag blame Jim Leland? <laughs> you know... I'm not gonna say it's his fault, but when you have a team of superstars like they put together a couple times, yeah, the pitching staff that they've had, 
you can't have that good of pitching and, and not go far with it. And he just has mismanaged them to, to, to the ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you see, I mean, going on, at least on the pitching, you got guys that are perennial all-stars. You got Chris Archer on the team. You also got J.A. Happ, who we're going to talk, we'll talk about both those guys in a minute. Both coming off of great seasons, but you, you got to wonder how long are they actually going to pitch for. Um, oh, I hope they go full nine. Multiple <laughs> times. Multiple times? Yeah. I'd rather have team. I'd rather have Team USA win and wear out their arms for regular season. Yeah? Is that uh, any any sort of bias? We're going to the Orioles don't need them. Wear them out. Wear them out. Wear out their pitching arms. Yeah. What about, um, or could you just care less if, God, there's a lot of American League pitchers on this team that actually are, are good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Danny Duffy, Tyler Clippard, who's Duffy. whatever. Duffy is one of my sleepers this year. Is he? Oh, too bad. Too bad we're not doing doing some AL Central, but free free, free preview. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you look at this this lineup, and it it is a lot of American League pitching. Tanner Roark, who I would love to see get a little a uh, little worn arm for the Nationals. Then you got you only got two catchers. You have Jonathan Lucroy, last year's big steal, the trade deadline from the Rangers, and Buster Posey, who I mean, his neck might not even be working right now, so who the fuck Can knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, I, do you think teams are telling guys not to play? They could be. I mean... Like, you know, you think about the Cubs and all the Americans they have. Yeah. You think about... I mean, yeah, now they played late in the year, obviously. Blah, blah, blah. But you, yeah. You know, even from guys like Pedroia and, and... Do you think do you think teams are just like, nope, fuck you, don't play? They could be. I mean... All right. You see, like, there's a ton of Astros that are playing. Like, all their young dudes, and they're right. They're no Cubs that are playing in this thing. And you're talking about the World Series champs who... Yeah. Are, are, Probably gonna get back there again. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm looking through this now, and I do not see one Chicago Cub, even a prospect, on this. Go Cubs, go! Go Cubs, go! You know, um, yeah, you have a, yeah, you have no, a couple, but. Well, for World Baseball Classic, I think USA goes out second round. I think you get Venezuela and Dominican Republic out of that side. The Group C and D, and I think it's Group F is the second round. Well, they got close. They got fourth place in 09, I think. Um, well, yeah, we were watching Florida when, uh, on the Berkshire trip. Um, well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, get back, we'll come back to that. Um, but I think Japan gets out of group two with Cuba. And I, I talked about before the Netherlands and Chinese Taipei. I think you see Japan and Netherlands move out of the Group E side of the bracket. So you got Netherlands, Japan, DR, and Venezuela there. And I think it's going to be all Caribbean Caribbean final again. Um, but I think the Dominican Republic repeats. And it's going to be – I mean, they're, they're stacked. Any way you throw it. So, like you're, no, so no sleepers like Israel or Netherlands coming out of us. Well, Netherlands – no, um, Netherlands could. I didn't. I, didn't I just say they was gonna pick them and to go into the, the semifinals? <laughs> yeah, for the final. Yeah, the top two. Netherlands comes in third. We could Israeli. To Duke. Yeah, it was really really heavily. <laughs> um, our viewership just went down like. 
thirty <laughs> percent. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dominican Republic wins. I mean, when you look at it any which way you shake it, their infielders are Adrian Beltre, Robinson Cano, Manny Machado, Jose Reyes, who I'm not sure why, Carlos Santana, Juan Segura, and Jonathan Villar from the from the Brewers. I mean, you can shake it any which way, and you've got some type of death line up there. Same thing with their outfield with Jose Batista, Nelson Cruz, Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco, and Mel Rojas, who's a minor leader in the Braves system. I mean, you're you're looking at a pr- pretty nice starting nine. But that's my thought. Hey, remember uh, Hannah Ramirez? He was supposed to play, and then he, uh, the Red Sox pulled him out with a phantom shoulder injury. Yeah. Shoulder tiredness, soreness, what was that? Something like that. You think it's one of those things where he's like, yeah, I'm going to play. He gets the Red Sox camp, and they're like, you know what? You're not going to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was asking. Like, how, how, you know, how, like, how many times are people going to, like, yeah. how many GMs are just saying, hey, Anthony Rizzo, you're not playing. Chris Bryant, Bryce Harper. You're talking about the top guys. Yeah. Like, you- the World Baseball Classic needs these top guys. To, I mean, these seniors that needs these guys to be playing to compete and to be competitive and to do well. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll do if you eventually... Schwarber, he needs an extra play. He needs an extra coming back from the yeah. game. He needs an extra time. Former Bash brother? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think eventually you'll start seeing some of these guys play in. Um, it's just, it is important for it. I think that's why you're, you're probably going to see some of the numbers and some more of the hype up is that a Western team did win last time and Western teams did better. Um, you know, the, the, the tournament finishes up in America and it always sells out. I mean, I was looking at the, the attendance numbers and it was stacked house the entire time in all, all the different finals, whether it's in San Francisco, LA or San Diego. But I think you're right. Once the U S plays, cause you can look at some of these preliminary round games like when it was in Canada a couple years ago or a couple times ago. And like, aside from USA, Canada, none of the games sold. So, I mean, it's sort of a, a give and take whether or not the MLB incentivizes it, kind of like how the NBA wants to with the all-star game. We can see it go either way, but let's move on. Uh, the piece de resistance, if you will, the American league East preview. I think we, uh, we want to do it in the order. We want to do it ascending or descending order of, of where we got Everybody I definitely want to go worst to first. You want to go worst to first? Okay. So let's get your uh, your worst to first American League. So first and foremost, American League East. Yeah, American League uh, East. Yeah. Will be the best division of baseball. Uh, a little hot take for you. Hot take. Hot take. It's like um, a medium take. I don't think well, you're you the only one thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at it. You know, the Orioles were they played the play-in game, right? Yep. The Blue Jays made it all the way to the AL. CS. Uh, CS. Yep. Two years in a row. Two years in a row, ALCS, right? Yeah. And then obviously the Red Sox had the uh, early exit to the Indians, but, um, you know. In the real ALCS. What? The real ALCS. Yeah. You and I agreed to. <laughs> three teams last year, you know, three teams last year that made it that far, the Yankees weren't that far out of the wild card. No. You know, so. There's four legit teams here, and the Rays have so many young talent. It's like the Rays that were rebuilding when they had Carlos Pena and when yeah. Longoria was actually young. And 
David Price is actually on, you know, that those teams that, that end up losing to some National League team in the World Series, you know, the Rays are starting that process. To turn, <laughs> shut up, Billy's there. Turn things around. You know, last year, 68 and 94, tough, tough go around. I'm, I'm predicting, like, a solid 75 with them. I can see that. Yeah, I think we, we kind of alluded to it on the uh, the pregame when we first were loading this up. I think the Rays, you know, they were – the big thing about them last year is that their pitching really couldn't couldn't really couldn't really stop anybody, but their, their hitting did better than their record showed. Um, a stat I really like looking at whenever I'm whenever – I'm, you know, trying to make a prediction later in the season, and you can use it going forward as well. Um, it just requires games to be played. It's called a plus-minus luck, which is basically how many games over or under are you from what your runs scored and runs against have. The Rays were one of the one of the most unlucky teams in the division at minus 10, meaning that their, the amount of runs they scored in comparison to the amount they let up. Should have said they should have won at 78 games. They only won seven, uh, 68. I think 75 is a pretty good prediction. I'd probably go there, maybe the maybe somewhere in the lower 70s mark because you really have to see here how long are they going to hold on to some of these major leaguers to make room for those prospects that we were talking about and the big one that's being thrown around is their closer Alex Colom um, he's pretty pretty good last year he gets overshadowed by Zach Britton being in the same division but his name's been thrown around a lot of trades pre-opening day so if he's not moved in the early part of the season he'll be a big sweepstakes in the trade deadline I mean, plus they have, they, they, the guys they brought up last year, like Sousa Jr. and yeah. uh, Chimera, what, what's that guy's name? Kevin Chimera, Chimera, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Kevin Chimera. Yeah. Yeah, and then Matt Duffy, you know, the three of them. And plus Archer, you know, yeah, he had a shaky year last year, but I mean, how much do you, do that, do you credit that to the dome, you know, playing on the dome with yeah. the. The shitty the trap. The ball was pretty well in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to David Ortiz on that one. Um, you know, I know everyone's talking about pitching staff of like, the best team in the in the major league, um, the Red Sox, but you know, Tampa Bay has a pretty good starting five. Yeah, know? they do. This year, they 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 they're gonna be good this year. Sorry, not good. That was a so you're seventy five wins, sticking to it. I think uh, so. next I have the Orioles. Um, you have them fourth. Yeah. Hot take. Driving to fourth. Uh, oh. I know it's a big one. Okay. Okay. So Let's get it. last year they were eighty-nine and seventy-three. Yeah. Right. And uh, obviously good enough for the playoffs. This year I'm predict I'm predicting eighty-two wins, just over five hundred. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I think they get off to a little slow start, playoff hangover from last year, a little heartbreaking loss. Um. Obviously, their bullpen is unreal. Yeah. Which is going to help them. The biggest problem last year, and will be there this year, is their starters getting them to the bullpen. Exactly. Which that's never a good thing. And there's such a home run or bust lineup that yeah. you know the pitching in, in the AL East this year is just going to be that much better. That to be a home run or bust lineup is is never. It's like you know, live and die by the three in college basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. It's never going to work out uh, unless you get hot at the right time, which I'm not a fan of betting on on question marks like a home run or bust lineup. Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head there. They're great 
at the home runner bust, if you can get the ball to the bullpen, there are lights out. Zach Britton, Michael Givens, Darren O'Day, Brad Bratch, all of them are fantastic. They make they make players miss. But you're right. They need they need to learn how to play a little little more small ball, adapt more of the Kansas City Royals model of get the ball to the bullpen. They also need to learn how to play on the road. They are fucking terrible away from Camden Yards. They're like 35 and what what does that make? The 35 and 46 away from Camden Yards last year. And in a good division like this, that's not going to work for you. Like that's awful. Credit the credit their manager there. Not a big fan of his. Yeah, a big fan of Buck. Because he used to be with the Yankees, or just Red Sox. All he does all he does is trash Red Sox. Does he? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I, I actually. You and I probably flip third because I got the. I have. Well, I'm gonna guess you have third and fourth, but who do you got third? I have the Blue Jays in third. Oh, never mind. Oh, I knew you were high on the on the on the Yankees, but I didn't realize it was well, that high. Well, but don't it, <laughs> yeah, so I have the Blue Jays third. Big hot take here. Big hot take. Okay. Uh, Let's get to it. So. Again, the Blue Jays, 89 wins last year. Yeah. I'm predicting them 84 wins. This okay. Year, two games over the Orioles. Second wild card? Uh, yeah, I think they sneak into the second wild card yeah. 84. I think 84 is good enough to get it done. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, you're talking about a team that's been the ALCS the last two years. Yeah. Yeah, they lost their you know big uh, big gun in, in, in Canarcion, um, which, you know, where else are you going to get power from? Yeah. You have Joey Bats is the young spry that he used to be. Um, and Michael Saunders. You lost yeah. him to the Phils! <laughs> One guy I'm a huge fan of, which I think everyone in the major, everyone who like watches Major League is Josh Donaldson. Yeah, I love Josh yeah. Donaldson. He's one of my favorite I mean, non-Phillies. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. A guy I absolutely hate is Kevin Pillar. Yeah. The center fielder. I, I mean, if you know anything about him, if anybody watched the AL East, he's a, not a fan. Yeah. Um... Losing R.A. Dickey, I think, helps them. I think so, too. That was one thing I had for their keys is, can their pitching – their pitching was super consistent last year. They didn't – I don't think any of the guys in their starting five missed a start. And R.A. Dickey, of course, after he went up to Toronto, battled injuries. It was a pretty good year last year, but I agree with you. I think it's good. Francisco Liriano coming over from Pittsburgh, I think, he's a good starter. He did pretty well, better than a lot of people expected right away in the American League East. So that'll be the big question mark, I think, at least for the rotation. He's a guy, he's a guy that's been through so much in his career that he can help, you know, mentor the young yeah. pitchers that they have. Yeah, great. You know, just the division. I know we're going to get. I want to get into this later, but just the, the the young talent in this division, top to bottom, is just you know unreal for the future and how how yeah. good where the league's going. I guess in general, you know, obviously the. The Cubs and the trust the process Phillies, um, just like just like every Philadelphia team, you know. It, but in general, you know, there's so much young talent across the league. You know, there's so much young talent across the league that, um, yeah. especially this division, you see it a lot in this division. But yeah, anyway, so moving up, hot take of the century: uh, New York Yankees coming in. At, I have them at number second two, in the AL East. second in the AL East. So you and I, I have the Yankees in third. And I have the I have the Orioles, no, I have the Yankees fourth, Orioles third, Blue Jays second. But give me Ooh. your take on the Yanks. Ooh, 
Ooh, I was pretty. I chalked it up a little bit, Yankees, but Yankees fourth, huh? Yeah, you know, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but get, but give me your take on the Yankees before I give you why I think they sit fourth. So last year, um, 84-78, you know, missed out in the playoffs by a couple games. I'm 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 having them get up to eighty-eight wins, eighty-nine wins, which is what the Blue Jays and Orioles were last year, and that's yeah. what they made the playoffs at. So I'm having them get up there. Um, and here's here's a big reason why. Okay, so last year you and I talked about this a little bit, but last year they started out in the first couple of months absolutely brutal. Yeah. Right. They were miserable. Yeah. You take away those two months, which I know you can't do, blah, 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 terrible thing to do, but they were up there in some of the best, you know, what, what was the thing, I think I said it was like they were seven games below 500 after in May, or like 10 games below 500 in May, something like that. I said, that means that after that point, right, at yeah. that point, they, they won so many games, they turned things around to, to end up with 84 wins at one point being seven games below 500, and they ended up with 84. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and that's just a testament to their talent. Now, getting rid of the old guys, getting rid of Teixeira, A-Rod, yeah. that's what helped them because a lot of the young guys, the young quote-unquote bombers to shine. Yeah. Okay. Another reason why I think they're going to get 88 is because that bullpen is unreal. Yeah. And I think despite everything that Jordy gets, I think he's a pretty, I think he manages game. Hold on, you froze he out. He in-game scenario situations pretty well. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. The young guns are good, and we'll, we'll jump into them in a second. My other question to you, yeah, Tanaka, who's healthy. Pineda, who's more consistent. CeCe, who might not go seven innings, but can go six strong and get into that bullpen. Who are your four and five guys? That like I, I was looking at this today when we were researching. Right now, one thing I'm looking at has Luis Saravino who had a 5.83 ERA last year. Dude gets fucking rocked. He throws high balls, gets popped, gets a lot of fly balls. And then there's a lot of guys that can mix up, mix around in that fifth spot. The one I'm looking at is Chad Green, who throws, throws it pretty hard. Um, so he could do well. That, like, but they're like everyone else. They have a lot of young talent. Nobody that's probably coming up this year. But that's my big question mark is that 4-5 guy. Tanaka's lights out, though. So, I mean... It's very, so, just... Tanaka, Pineda, Sabathia, uh, and then Saravino. Severino? Severino. He's definitely a fourth. He's definitely fourth. Yeah. Even though he gets um, shelled. So, here's what I'm going to say to that in counterpoint. I mean, then you got guys like Mitchell and, and Warren, and, and uh, they have someone else who's pretty good. Oh, he's Sisa. Sisa. Yeah. But the point is that. Can you name uh, the Red Sox four and five pitchers last year? Stephen Wright. No, he he was he was their third pitcher. He was their, before he got hurt. He was the only one who was their all star. He was their ace huh. until he got hurt. But their top three pitchers were Price. Um, they were uh, Price, Priscilla, so, and, and Wright. Right, yeah. Right, and then their their last three, they, they had a rotating. They rotated between Pomerantz, Evan Rodriguez, Evan Rodriguez, and Buckles. That's yeah. true. Joe Kelly. Joe That's Kelly, I forgot about Joe you Kelly. I mean? Yeah. Like, the Red Sox didn't have a four and five. That's true. They were constantly rooting, and they relied on their offense. Yeah. They won games seven and six. They blew teams out, or their their you know whatever it was. Yeah, so, for sure. Yes, having a uh, 
a question mark at the back of the rotation certainly is a negative in the Yankees, and that's yeah. the reason why um, they're not quite there yet. They're not going to be in first place yet. Yeah. However, you know, the Red Sox did it um, last year in a similar situation, and uh, you know, the big the big thing that I think about the Yankees is obviously they have the young guys who are great, and you know, they're they're outfielders with Ellsbury and Gardner, the speed and all that stuff on the base paths. I mean, Gregorius is pretty fast, but yeah. Um, you know, adding Holiday and adding Chris Carter. Yeah, I think you know, Hol- Holiday is a big add. Yeah, the two of them are in there with you know the, the veteran leadership that the two of them can provide and and to help you know help the young guys. You know, yeah. help mentor the young guys, and I don't, I don't think Ellsbury is the worst mentor in the world because he's all about himself and the money, and he's a Mister Holistic. Uh, still better. I'm not better. Yeah, T- tell us how you really feel. <laughs> When, um, when do you think the Aaron well, Judge? When do you think the Aaron Judge show starts in right field for the Yanks? I think right away. Yeah. I think, I think he's the starter right away. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason to hold him back at this point. Uh, yeah. Who would you put? Who would you put ahead of him? I don't know. You got a couple guys there. Um, he's not doing. Uh, he's not doing really well right now in um, in spring training. You got him. You got Clint Frazier as well, who'll probably be left field maybe. Um. You got Aaron Hicks, who I think they're pretty high on. Um, a little more consistent, but not as not as big of a slugger. Um, but yeah, the same question. When do you think when do you think Clint Frazier comes up? Post deadline? Yeah, he might be a uh, you know definitely post deadline September, late August. You yeah, know, one of those, so they can keep his rookie status. Uh, big fan of Sterling Castro. They're middle. Yeah, middle insurance great. Um, what do you think about Chase Headley? How are you, boy? I do like Chase Headley a lot. I um, my dad, the infamous Yankee fan, is uh, he when they got him a couple years ago, asked me all about him. I really liked him in Pittsburgh. He used to be a really solid, undervalued fantasy guy, and he's still pretty good. I mean, um, he might not be as powerful as he once was, and I think he doesn't need to be. He'll probably be maybe six, seven hitter for the Yankees. Maybe, maybe six. I'd say uh, probably probably get you about fifteen home runs, two sixty hitter, pretty solid. I'm just, and then obviously the big bat, the big baby, yeah, the little catcher that I want yeah. so high on, blah blah blah. Gary, you know, this this just has this just. So I don't even want to say his name. This just has <laughs> you know the Yankees team. It's it's. Things are heating up for, for the Red Sox Yankees to be at each other's throats for a while. Yeah. You know, like you, what like we you need. mentioned earlier, like you mentioned earlier, Bryce Harper going on the market soon. Yeah. Obviously, going to be on the Yankees. That's just how it happens. Yeah. Um, and the Red Sox have so much young talent that you know they either need to sign them or they're going to lose some of them. And but Dombrowski loves the big moves, so big moves Dombrowski will probably bring someone in. Um, but the point is that you know Red Sox Yankees are back. Oh yeah. Um, if not this year, definitely this year, but next year. Um, and that's my uh, that's hot my take. Big, uh, that's my big profit hot take. Yankees end up second in the division. Um, just to, you know, the bullpen, their talent. Yeah. You know, they can manufacture runs with both speed and power. Yeah, we haven't um, even said Chapman's name yet. We've just kept saying, "Oh, the bullpen, the bullpen." But Chapman yeah, being yeah. back is that's the it's huge. It's huge. Jordan, you're talking about a team that was sellers at the at the, at the, yeah, uh, the, deadline. the trade deadline. They yeah. sold their top guys. They still fed 84 wins. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty solid team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of that's credit to the end guys. 
fans and get rid to share an air out obviously helps. Yeah. And then obviously the number one team. We both agree. Uh, the Boston Red Sox, uh, 89 wins last year. I think I think they break 90 this year. I think they end up with 93. Um, I think they're going to be 93 and 69. Shout yeah. out Grock there. Little uh, <laughs> little Gronkowski shout out. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Elvin in the room, you know, you got to make up for the lefty power losing the Ortiz. And yeah. Anyone who thinks Moreland is a is a comparable, you know, is, is just fooling themselves. But um, you know, quite frankly, I think I think the loss of Ortiz will affect them in the, in the first couple months. Yeah. I really do. And then the young guys will figure it out. You know, Jackie Bradley Jr. has has always been a always been a streaky streaky hitter. Um, Xander Bogarts is always hot and cold. You know, yeah. he, he kills in the beginning and then he gets really cold at the end because he just wears himself out. Yeah. Um, but I think I think not not having Ortiz to rely on and you know it's the safety net. You know, yeah. the safety net of Ortiz I think affects them in the beginning, but it helps them in the end because when your back's against the wall, someone's got to step up, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, if, if your dad's not holding your hand anymore when you're swimming, eventually you got to learn how to swim, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, what do you got at third base? You got uh, Pablo or you got Brock? Let's get let's get it. That was my next thing. So yeah. Brock will, will he won't be in there every day third base. Right yeah. Um, because he's too valuable in terms of every position he can play. Yeah. They got a guy uh, Josh Rodriguez who I think you know people are viewing him as sort of their infield backup, but Pablo is going to play. He's their guy there. And he's going to do it. Um, big question mark there. The other question mark I have is catcher. Yeah. So San Diego came out of nowhere last year. Yeah. Older guy, you know, came out of nowhere. No one expected him to do anything well. He really came up because the young guys of Swihart and uh, Vasquez, Christian Vasquez, really underperformed. Yeah. They tried to put Swihart in left field. Just yeah, I remember that. that. But he was a terrible catcher and all that stuff. Yeah. But right now, all three of them should be on the team. Yeah. But at the same time, they're only going to take two. So my question is, who's it going to be? And will because Leon. He was a power. He was in fifth at one point in their lineup. Yeah. So, lose that production. Obviously, the bullpen is a huge improvement from last year. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, without even mentioning it, Chris Sale. Here's my thing. Here's my take on Chris Sale. And here's my take on every... You look at the, look at the top pitchers they've gotten in the last three years, right? Yeah. Priscilla and Price. The first year, they've all struggled. Yeah. But the second half of the year, they've come on strong. Yeah. For Solomon, his second year at the Red Sox, what did he do? Well, the Cy Young. Okay. David Price, second year at the Red Sox. You know, you never know what's going to happen. What about the, 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 mis- saying, the mystery arm. I'm not saying, well, I, I'm not saying Cy Young, Jordy. But yeah. I'm saying that uh, he, the second year, he'll have a very good year. Yeah, the I think so. The second year, he killed it. And, um, Chris Hill, yes, it's a big signing, but it worries me because every, every first year, yeah, so recent past. You know, Boston's tough to play, and Chris Hill couldn't even handle some rent torture as he's in Chicago. So I'm interested to see how he handles the Boston media mentally. Yeah. Um, and even the fans, and really fans. So yeah. those are my big hot takes. Do you think, um, speaking of wacky things, because I don't think the White Sox have a mascot, what do you think his reaction has been to Wally the Green Monster? The, the bigger question is what's his reaction going to be to Wally's little uh, sister there? Oh, is there, is there a second mascot? There, it's like a, it's a girl version of Wally. I couldn't even tell you oh, really? her name. Or if she's, pretty sure she's a sister, but yeah. it could be a wife. I don't know. The Phillies but used the to player, have that. Yeah. Philly, Phil and Phyllis. Well, and there's the Fanatics mom. 
the fanatics mom. The fanatics mom. She's she's the best. You know, quite frankly, I'm excited for this team. Um, Falling into the hype, but their big question. I mean, I all the other teams that are positive the Red Sox have talked about some question marks just because that's my team. That's my yeah. Uh, my but I really I really think I mean, the Indians still scare me. Yeah. The Indians still scare me. I think the Angels have a bounce back year. Yeah, uh, that could happen. And the Astros obviously are a scary team. Yeah. As well, but um, at the end of the day, Germany, I think they have least and Cleveland. What it comes down to. I think so. Really quickly, you mentioned Mitch Moreland. When do you think Sam Travis comes up? I've seen he's probably going to come up this year. Mr. Intensity, you heard about all the stories? Oh, yeah, I've heard about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think things go south with Moreland. You, throw, you stick Hanley in there. Yeah. You bring up a third baseman. You stick Pablo at DH. Yeah. Moreland can come in late innings like uh, Doug Mankiewicz used to do back in the day. Doug Mankiewicz? Yeah, hey, World Series, World Series, shout out. Yeah, uh, shout out to him. Oh, for those of you who haven't heard, uh, Sam Travis, Red Sox, first base prospect, nicknamed Mr. Intensity, a uh, beat writer that writes for ESPN Boston, made a comment that said he was meant to play in the era of Ty Cobb and Jamie Foxx. I believe he called it the black and white part of, of uh, Ken Burns' baseball documentary series. But he and uh, Kyle Schwarber – we mentioned it before. They they were the Bash brothers in Indiana. You heard about this? You heard about what their coach said? Yeah. He same for the same for the audience. Yeah, he told the we called them the Bash brothers and classic millennial move. They thought it was a Mighty Ducks reference. Didn't didn't know about Conseco and McGuire. Really? Yeah. Thought, yeah. Thought it was Mighty Ducks. The Indiana wow. coach was shocked. <laughs> well. I'm not surprised because Mighty Ducks is awesome. It is awesome. Great, great film series. Let me ask you a question. When yeah. you heard the Bash Brothers, what did you first think? When I when I heard the Bash Brothers? What, like when I first saw D2, the Mighty Ducks? No, when you when you first read the story. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought Conseco and McGuire. I'm that a was your first thought, right? Yeah. Conseco Yeah, when you're in the baseball mood, you think baseball things. Although, I did read the quote. About the Bash Brothers, because they did it on the article I read on ESPN. It had the, you know, they take the quote out and put it in big, bold letters. Uh, so I had that first. So I'd been spoiled a little bit beforehand. Classic ESPN spoiling everything. I know, right? Shout out Free Brady. Um, <laughs> second Free Brady reference, by the way. It's good. That's um, what you need. Yeah, no, and, and that's that's a big one. That's a, that's a real big one. And, yeah. and how good was that Indiana team? They had to be unreal. I mean, right? I don't watch a ton of the College World Series. I know how the tournament works for baseball, how it's all double elimination, but I only watch it whatever's on ESPN on random weekends when they don't have, like the Phillies are not and they don't have other baseball on. So I couldn't tell you like who's good. I I think like TCU's ranked number one right now. I follow like I follow NCAA baseball on Twitter and Facebook, so like they tweet out the picture. But, I couldn't really tell you much else about baseball prospects, or at least college baseball prospects. Minor leaguers, I could. But, I mean, Schwarber and, and Sam Travis. First of all, we're, well, Schwarber had to be an outfielder for that. Wasn't playing first base for him. He's a catcher, isn't he? He's a catcher, outfielder. That's how he broke his knee last year. He was playing outfield. Yeah, but he did that because there are too many catchers. I thought yeah. the Cubs turned him into an outfielder. I thought he was a catcher in college, wasn't he? Maybe it was. Or again, not 
entirely sure, but... Anyways, back to the AL East and how great the AL East is. Yeah, how, it's... Um, yeah, how it's awesome, not... How awesome that this is the first, uh, well, the second podcast with the first baseball podcast to start with the best division. Yeah. Um, and I, know, I don't know when you're going to do your Phillies, but... Um, yeah, I need to figure you know, that out. So, so your your so your order is Red Sox first, Blue Jays second, Orioles third, yeah. Yankees fourth, Rays fifth. Yep. Kept All it right. in the truck. Decide. I mean, that's similar. That's similar. That's similar to what they finished last year. Last year, the Orioles I think finished in second. Somehow, the Blue Jays got the home game. Uh, maybe they tied. Um, but. So you yeah. sure the Blue Jays weren't first then? They must have been. Yeah, maybe it was a type. ESPN again, fucking things up. They had the Blue Jays higher than them, or the the Orioles higher than them. But it was in it was in Toronto. I remember that. Um, because that was the whole controversy whether or not to bring Zach Britton or not. It's because it was a tie baseball game. Um, was it in Toronto? I think so. Almost so positive. Ran around the base with a little parrot on his arm. Yeah. Um, no, but so so. I'm high on the Yankees this year, um, yeah. and I would love nothing more than see the Yankees at the bottom of the barrel again. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, that that'd be awesome, and I hope you're right. But I really, at the same time, would love a Yankees Red Sox rivalry, re- rivalry renewed. Yeah. Um, just because it's good for baseball. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's good for baseball, good for the soul. Um, hate the Yankees; they need someone to root against. Yeah. It's just not fun rooting against a loser. You know, it's like rooting against the Jets. It's not fun because you know they're going to lose. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I'm not – it's hard to sit because we're doing a division by division. I'm not I'm not low on the Yankees in terms of I think they're going to be under 500. I think it's going to be similar to last year. I think maybe 82, 83 wins. And, but I just don't think they have enough to get over the hump that is <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, and the four of those teams, I mean, all four of them were in the playoff race until yeah. the end. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. And Yankees, three of Yankees made the playoffs two years ago. Three, three teams made it. Yeah. You know? And I think that's um, it's highly possible to happen again because you, as much as I want to bash the Orioles starting rotation and how terrible they are on the road, who's going to take the other wild card spot? And, and here's, here's the thing that I don't think people give enough credit for is Girardi, you know, they they sold everyone. Yeah. They sold everyone. They made A-Rod retire early. Kishore announced he's retiring. Blah, blah, blah. And they still had 84 wins and barely missed the playoffs. Yeah. Right? For as terrible a manager as John Farrell is, which, shout out to him, I love him, but not a great in-game manager. Yeah. Girardi makes some in-game moves that are just like, okay. He's a smart now dude. I know, now I know why you're hired. But, like, that, he's the X-Factor. You yeah. know? He's probably one of the better managers, if not the best manager in the A-Lace. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you've seen up and downs from Buck. You, I mean, John's been around five years, won a World Series, but I think you're right. It's hard to go against Girardi. He's just been there. He's had all types of world-class talent that he's had to deal with. He's dealt with New York both as a player and as a manager. He's deal with the Steinbrenners as a player and a manager. And you think about it, he's gotten everything he can out of CeCe's bat. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're talking about CeCe, he used to be a guy who pitched like 130 pitches a game. Yeah. What did he pitch on like a day's rest back when he was in the Brewers for that playoff run? Yeah. Right? Remember that? And he's milked that guy out, stretched him out, and where, where, 
Flying Hawaiian, baby. Okay. Phillies reference. My bad. Yeah. Um, so we took them down. Red Sox. Hashtag World Series with the Red Sox. Mm. Yeah. I mean. Or did they lose? What, that year? No, he was on the team, right, when they won? Who? the Yeah, Victorino. He was on a 13 team. Yeah. After he went to the Dodgers, then he went to, to Boston. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good division. I'm definitely in, in, in it. Um, Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, Orioles, Rays. Hate the Orioles. Uh, but that's my own least, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we're, we're on the same page. I think it could be you really trade around the Orioles. That's sort of the wild card. Where can they be? But we're on different pages, but... Well, I'm not a fan of the home. That's another thing. I'm not a fan of home runner bus lineup, and that's the Orioles yeah. are. But. It's it's very much so. And, and you look at some. I mean, quickly back on them, they don't really have a ton. Like they had JJ Hardy, who isn't what he used to be. Wellington Castillo instead of Matt Weeters. They really, it really became more home runner bus now. Um, Chris Davis should be back and healthy and all that stuff. But. All right, we're in an hour here. Let's let's head on to the final segment. Let's wrap things up. Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to say. MVP. Is it Mookie or is it Mike Trout? Ooh. Well, I think Mookie got robbed last year. Think so? I mean, Mike Trout's kind of got a LeBron James effect for me in terms of, like, he's so good he can win every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you're talking about Mookie, who not only had a great defensive year, but hitting was unreal. Yeah. And a team that made the playoffs, a team that, you know, should have gotten deeper than they went. Tough to say that the, uh, that depth, I mean, you could say the Yankees knocked you out because it was Xander Miller, but... Well, you could say that having Clay Buckholz pitching third or fourth game, third game, because, uh, Steve Wright was hurt at the time, but... That yeah. Happened. But, yeah, I mean, the point is that, you know... I, I mean, I'm a homer, but the I mean, man. Trout, it's a LeBron James effect. Yeah. It really is. It really is. You know, LeBron can win every year. He could literally be the MVP every year because he's that good. Yeah. And he should, he should be getting votes every year. And it's a similar thing with, with, with Trout. But you're talking about Trout who's on a team that was not good. Yeah. How can you be the MVP, most valuable player in the league? If he's on a West Coast market where the game starts at 10 o'clock on the East and no one watches him anyway, yeah. Sports Center doesn't even do highlights anymore. So it's not like they highlight their top players. Yeah. No one has the MLB network, as we've already talked about, based on the World Baseball Classic. You're talking about the Red Sox are in primetime market. Mookie Betts, who had one of the best years that a right fielder could have. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Trout's pretty solid, pretty good 5 tool player. Makes unreal plays in center field, can slug the ball, and he's had to deal with having. You're right. He's had to deal with having no one, and that's pools this fall. Literally, there's no other way that they can build a lineup because Albert Pools is just sucking the money out of the the pockets of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California of the United States of America, and they can't trade anybody because they have no one to trade. And but I think the fact that he still puts up those numbers is pretty amazing and the fact that he he's just fun to watch and he loves it and you know he loves Carson Wentz so I gotta love him <laughs> they're boys they went hunting together always goes back huh always goes back South Jersey man I mean again I, I, I it's tough to put it's tough to put a guy up there who 
isn't even on a playoff team. And, yeah. And they weren't even close. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, you're – but it'll have to be seen. Um, yeah. I mean, Drew. Yeah. You're, unreal hockey player. The team's terrible. They're terrible. They're fucking awful. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he couldn't smell the MVP conversation if he wanted to. Yeah. Just because of how, how much talent's in Pittsburgh and obviously Ovechkin and blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah, he's a great player. He, he does great things. If he was on either team with, with way more talent, he would do good things. Yeah. Yeah, he also needs to be a little more consistent at times in terms of his scoring. He's infamously gone like you know, nearly a quarter season without scoring a goal. He did that a couple of years ago, but I agree with you. It's because he's Canadian. Yeah, fuck Canada, <laughs> USA. All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to some segments. Love it. Keep it Love quick. It. Um, we got a few here. The Bleacher Creatures. Did you see this, Greg? A um, little kid that went to Diamondback Spring Training. Which, shout out to Arizona. It was there last week. It's all super cool. It's talked about that they're all all those parks are right near each other, but it is really easy to go to all of them. Try to go to a few. You could. They don't play back-to-backs, but there's always a night game thrown in there every once in a while, so it's easy to do. You were uh, in Arizona? Yeah, we ran, that's where I ran the marathon last week. Shout out. Humble brag. Yeah, humble brag. That's super impressive, by the way. Yeah. But anyway, this kid ran, um, there's, not ran, this kid was, yeah, thank you, but this kid threw, just just had a little toss with some uh, Diamondbacks outfielders, I believe, and yeah, yeah, you know, it was a cool time. I mean, that's one of the cool things about spring training. You get, you know, you get interactions with players. I once, when we were down there for baseball, Talked to Mike Lieberthal because I was wearing a Philly shirt. Mike Lieberthal was a longtime Phillies catcher in the 90s till the tail end of his career with the Dodgers. Talked to them for a couple minutes. Really nice guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's the bleacher creature of the week. Not wait, necessarily. Wait, wait, wait. Explain to me again. The kid walked onto the field in the middle of the game, warm up. Or no, game? yeah. So, so a lot of these spring training parks, that's a great question. They have the grassy bird. In the outfield, you see it in the Little League World Series, the kids running out, getting home run balls, just like your cousin Paul. You ever, yeah. you ever heard the story? I have not. So another time that we were at Dodger Town in high school, Florida trip. Greg's cousin Paul, shout out to Paul. I'm not sure if he's listening, but if he is, he remembers this. We uh, were sitting out there, sunny afternoon, glorious Vero Beach, Florida, and. You know, when these balls get hit out there, little kids run and go get them. They obviously don't sit anybody in dead center field. So there's just no one's there. People fly in. I think in Texas they have the same thing, just big grassy patch. For this particular game, they also closed off right field. Probably the sun was beating down there too much. They didn't want anybody to have a heat stroke, whether from dehydration or other consumption. So home run gets hit in like the third inning. Little kids go sprinting for it. Paul turns to all of us and goes, next one that goes, I'm running for it. So, a couple, How old were you guys? Uh, it's like junior year, so we're like 16, 17. So a 17-year-old kid yeah. running around with little 12-year-olds. And, and Younger than that, it had to be. So the next, right. next one goes out into like along the right field pole, which, again, nobody's sitting out there. Right. So Paul goes, and he's just jogging, which for those for those that don't know Paul, he's – Fast kid, played baseball in college, was an infielder, uh, was a leadoff hitter for us, eventually three hitter, I think. 
you know, Pauly P added the power, but he, he's jogging, and all of a sudden these little kids go sprinting by him. He looks back at us with just this ghostly look on his face. We're all just laughing our asses off, and Paul takes off. <laughs> he takes off, beats all the little kids by, like, 40 yards. And all of a sudden, the stadium rains booze. Because you just see him holding up the ball. One beats to everybody. Rupert, shout out and rest in peace to Rupert Norris, comes sprinting in, high fives Paul, and the sprints, or the, not the sprints, the, the booze triple in, in noise. <laughs> These two 16 year old dudes. So, these two kids in high school, high school, they were holding the pick up a ball in the outfield yeah. on a grassy knoll, <laughs> and probably, I'm, I'm picturing them, like, trucking little kids out of the way. <laughs> and, it's, and all the jungle drivers, yeah. and the entire stadium yeah. ruined, and that's crazy. Well, so they start jogging back, and the booze keep going, and you can tell, like, they're relishing in it, and really like it. All of a sudden, like, I don't know if they looked at us, and our coach is just giving him a death stare, or what, but you see Paul turn around and roll it to him, and they get a little bit of applause, but not nearly, not nearly. You rolled, the, rolled the little kids or your coach? No, I rolled the little kids. Oh, well, yeah. come on, keep the ball. Yeah, I know what I mean. Listen, anytime, anytime, it's like the home run derby when you see that the huge kids mixed in with all those yeah. young kids, you know what I mean? Like the super tall kid in the home run derby. Like, yeah, in the outfield. Anytime, it's not a good look. Never no, a good look. Never a good not look. Not a good visual. Not a good visual. Not a good image for people. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to play catch with the major league baseball player someday. Yeah. Um, obviously, that time has passed. So I'm not six. Yeah. Um, but I once was a um, spring training game with the Red Sox. I did a. I was at that point. Were you? Yeah, it was pretty sweet. That's sweet. Back when Anthony Ramirez was a rookie. Is this pre Marlins trade? Or yep, pre Marlins didn't speak a lick of English. Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz. Uh, anyways. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Greggy P. Um, give me a hashtag for it. Hashtag GP Bat Boy. (laughs) So, we'll do one more segment and then we'll get out of here. Um, we got, where did I put it? Oh, snacks. So, snack food of the week, or the stadium snack of the week, which we'll try to do every show. But I haven't really, aside from, I haven't been in any baseball games yet. I wanted to try to get to a game in in uh, Arizona to, to get a little test run, but didn't get a chance to. But, Greg, what's your, when you go to a game, what's your favorite thing to get? The only thing I ever get. What's that? Peanuts. Yeah? No Cracker shell Jack? Peanuts. Shell peanuts. I love, I love taking the shells. I love uh, cracking the shells. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is in Fenway, you're sitting on top of the people... In front of you, next to you, behind you. Yeah. So they go all over everyone around you. Ah. So you have no choice but to offer them to everyone else. Like, you know, you're, you're snapping the shells and the little pieces go in the, girl, the girl's hair in front of you. And yeah. You know, it's one of those UFC, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big, prep, I'm a big, big peanut guy. I know that's a, a boring take, but peanuts is, is, you can't go to a baseball game without peanuts. That's pretty solid. It's a good mid-inning yeah. snack. Yeah. I'm going to shout out uh, my cousin Paul. Is uh, him and his dad just got uh, Dell's lemonade, which is like frozen lemonade, yeah, um, like a slushy type thing, into Fenway Park. Did it really? So, yeah. So oh my god. Went to 
three games, four games last summer. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas was eliminated. And Shout out to them. Shell peanuts. That's all I get. Yeah, that's pretty solid. It is. I'll have to this year. I'll have to open it up uh, just for this this segment alone. Yeah, we'll have uh, to get your insight. As a as a listener, I'll have to text in my uh, text in my my food of the week. Yeah, or tweet I, it. Tweet at yeah, Sh- tweet shout it out to the Twitter at thunderblg. For those who want to send in their foods, mine's going to a Phillies game. Got to probably be. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty basic, but a spin on the basic. The Phillies do like a hot dog of the month that they change up. They'll do one that's like based on like the South Philly roast pork sandwich. They'll put like broccoli rod in there, um, you know, roasted peppers. Uh, and that was one for I think they brought it back again in September. Partially because so is that every month they have a different hot dog. Yeah, there's like one stand that like is it like the third base gate that has Italian sausage, which is also a solid solid get in a Phillies game. Um, then like an all beef dog and whatever the hot dog of the month is. And it's usually something that's some type, some type of take either on a Philly, Philly classics, like the, the ninth street, ninth street pork is what they call it. Um, South Philly pork sandwich or like, now, are you a fan of like, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Are you a fan of like, you know, in, at city field, rest in peace, Shea yeah. stadium, uh, city field, they have Shake Shack. Yeah. Like the burger, you know, the, the burger fire place. Yeah, they have that at the Wells Fargo yeah. Center now. Yankee Stadium, they have the freaking sushi place. Like, you fan of all that, or you, you're looking for a good old classic American hot dog, burger, brat, peanuts? Yeah, it's sort of an up and down, because the Phillies have a barbecue place in center field. It's Bulls Barbecue, a guy that used to play for the Phillies, Greg Lusensky, runs it. That's always pretty solid. My dad and I usually go there, and, like, on the afternoon games, Lusensky will be, like, sitting in, like, Right, right behind, like, where you check out, he'll be there, and you can, like, take a picture with him. So that's pretty good, but it's not, like, you're right, it's not, like, sushi or anything. Um, yeah, they have Shake Jack at the Wells Fargo Center, which I've gotten a couple times, and that's, you gotta be in the mood for it, just like when you get it regularly. Right. So, I mean, it also depends on who you're with. Uh, some people, they see that, and they gotta get it. But, it also, I mean, the other side of it, too, is Shake Jack's a pretty popular item, and the line is fucking horrible. So if you're not there time, you're not getting it. <laughs> I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a segment to your show. You okay. Every every person every guest you have on. Yeah. Okay. Any picture? Okay. Game seven playoff game World Series ALCS NLCS whatever it is. Yeah. You got two tickets. Are you bringing your girlfriend, wife, significant other? Ooh. Or are you bringing? Your best friend, your you boy, your, your, buddy, your brother, your sister. Ooh. That's a good one. That's actually a really good question to ask everybody. Final question. This is our, this is our do you wash your hands? Um, <laughs> shout out to BMT. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably take Emily. She'd appreciate Game 7 of the World Series. Depends on who's specific. playing. You just say, so you're saying, you're saying Game 7 World Series. Phillies are playing, uh, you know what, we'll say the Red Sox, Phillies are playing, playing, yeah. playing Red Sox. Oh, it's Red Sox, I gotta take you. No, I'm saying, you, you'd rather go with your girlfriend, wife, significant other, over, like, your dad, your brother, or you don't have a brother, but your dad, yeah. your best friend from high school, your best friend from college, like, your fellow Thunderblog cohorts. Yeah. That's tough. I've done World Series with my dad, that's a pretty cool experience, especially because that was... 
our two teams playing each other, which is something my dad still doesn't let me live down, and it's eight years later. Shit. Shout out to your dad for liking the Yankees. <laughs> Shout out Army George. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like, yeah, Emily appreciates baseball enough that I can take her. And it's not, it's a cop out, but it's, it's a good, it's a good play. She'd appreciate it. So, I've gone back and forth. Yeah. I, a thousand percent, have landed on the side of, you bring your boy, you bring your... Bring your boy. Either, I mean, I have two brothers, one of them, but yeah. definitely your boy. I mean, like, cousins are close, but definitely going with a boy, my, one of my boys, yeah. cousin, family member, blah, 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 because... I just, sometimes you feel like, personally, I feel like they might appreciate it more. Yeah. Now, obviously, there are growing up friends that, you know, might uh, love baseball more than you or your buddy or friend or whatever. And that's yeah. obviously the case. But at the same time, if you're there with your significant other, Jordy, are you a thousand percent relaxed? Are you, are you like, oh, let me go get you this. Oh, let me go get you that. When you're with your boys, you get two beers at the beginning of the game. No. You hang out, you drink, you watch, you're in every pitch. Yeah, no, I got the, I'm usually locked in with a, with a lady, still got the scorecard down, got, got right, beers so in we're hand. Not, we're, not, we're not all talking about your perfect relationship here, Jordy, I just... <laughs> oh, whoa, let's not, let's not get that far. No, but, but seriously, it's a good question. That's a great question. That's easily, that's easily you added. Are, you and I are opposite here, you yeah. and I are opposite, I'm going boys. Shout out, um, shout out to the Piatelli family. I'm going boys, you're going, uh, you're going girl, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. No, it's a good question. I love it. I love it. Yeah, little, uh, little headline grab there, but <laughs> great well, show. Great show, Greg. Thank you so much for coming on. Anything else? Any other hot takes you got for us? No, I mean, uh, outside of the Thunder Blog and and GE or Die the Sings about to blow up, uh, <laughs> and the podcast about to be. Bullpen I'm card. For it. I'm about excited for it. You know, uh, some people attempt some podcasts, and uh, there's a definitely there's a Red Sox um, baseball podcast um, that I listen to, and uh, this is way different than that, and I like it, and it's unique, and it's going to be great. Um, subscribe. Yeah, like, I mean, subscribe, follow, please. Follow Thunderblog and uh, retweet some stuff. I mean, I. Yeah, here we go. My hot take. That's my hot take. Red Sox take. all the way. Red Sox-Cubs World Series? Is, is it too much to ask? I don't think it's too much to ask. I think that's a... That might be the chalk. The chalk take, all one seeds. But <laughs> I don't think it's unlikely that that happens. All right, I got a question for you. March Madness, does Syracuse make the tournament? They could. I mean, the the bank shot against Duke is... is that's, I mean, it's a signature win. That's what they want. Big bubble team right now. Yeah. Big bubble team. Shout out to uh, my boys that are uh, JSU Jacksonville State alumni. Gamecocks won their conference championship at the Ohio Valley this weekend. So big shout out to them. And then uh, even bigger shout out to my Mountain Hawks. Double overtime victory over, over Boston University yesterday. Finally out over the hump. They lost both times to the Terriers in the regular season. That one came down to the end. I was watching that. Yeah, it was double overtime. 90, 91 88 win. 
Tim Kenton dropped 30 points, 10 rebounds. And you uh, had a chance to get a shot at the end to tie it, right? Yeah, they did. I mean, it was like they kept following Leah, and Leah was like, "Sorry, you can, you can." I'm sure at some point you've stopped recording. Yeah. No, we're still out. recording. Yeah, we haven't, oh. we've not said goodbye yet. Um, My bad. Anyways, no, but yeah, that's. I mean, completely different, but. Yeah. No, no, that's good. Mixing a little other sport, so that we're not baseball nerds. It's gonna be fun. But Greg, thank you again. Seriously, good times. And that's our. What was that? I said thank you. This is awesome. You're a great host. No, thank you. And seriously, if anybody wants to help out, we got five more divisions that we need to preview. So if you have any interest, please go over to the blog, leave a like, a comment. Thunderblogsports.com is the site there. Go follow us on Twitter at ThunderBLG is how you spell it. Like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram. Thunderblogsports is the username over there. Please like, subscribe, comment. We're going to put this up on SoundCloud. Hopefully get it on iTunes out there for you soon. And again, for the Thunder Cart Podcast, this is the G-Man with Greg the Prophet Piatelli saying goodnight.